Welcome to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, unapologetic conversation with host Chanel Spencer, author, speaker, and CEO of Maximum Evolution. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. Welcome to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, unapologetic conversation with host Chanel Spencer, author, speaker, and CEO of Maximum Evolution. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to a new episode of Evolve. I hope you are ready for a conversation that's going to be fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic, because that's what we do here. No mask needed. So I'm super excited that we have a special, 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 special guest, LaVar Thomas. Say hi to the beautiful people. What's up, beautiful people? Let me say something. LeVar and I were just having a conversation and I was like, oh, this is like the perfect, perfect conversation for us to have on the podcast. Like what? He is a game changer. Let me tell you something. We met like three years ago. And from then I've just seen him like explode and just like walking in his purpose and being a game changer and impacting lives. And I love, 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 love to see it. So this is a little bit about LeVar. LeVar has dedicated the last 10 years of his life to transformational leadership and development. He is an inspirational speaker and coach and is born in Brownsville section of Brooklyn, New York. LeVar's desire to help individuals discover their purpose and transform communities has taken him around the world. He is the founder of Empower for Greatness, a program that helps aspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, and young professionals overcome fear, cultivate resilience and develop habits of success for their personal breakthrough. Yes. <laughs> LeVar is passionate about creating a global impact to assist individuals in reaching their personal best. He has worked with organizations, churches, colleges, and youth groups to maximize their capacity through training, keynotes, and facilitated workshops. He is a TEDx speaker fabulous job, by the way, and the co-founder of the Leaders of the Free World, a nonprofit organization that provides leadership development and international experiences to young Black men. Round of applause to you, LeVar. Oh my gosh. So LeVar, tell us a little bit about all of that. Like, are you kidding me? TEDx? Who doesn't want to do that? How was that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was, I guess to start, it was one of those things where I always wanted to do, but didn't think I was ready for it it's like one of those experiences where you see you see people on on tv or you see them on the computer and they're like wow they they're on stage and they're speaking to an audience and they're sharing their ideas and you're like are my ideas good enough to do even do that mm. but then it got to the point where i'm seeing people in my network doing ted talks <laughs> and i'm like wow like i really want to do it i really want to do it and i'm like overthinking it and i'm like I don't have enough experiences yet. So I'm going to wait until the right moment and the right experiences come along and then maybe I'll do it. Then another person does it. Then another person does it. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just go to this website and let me see what the criteria is and let me just apply. And literally I applied to maybe, I applied to TEDx Philadelphia where Mm -hmm. I currently live. Mm 
um, and they rejected me. And I applied to TEDx Rutgers where I was studying at the time and they didn't get back to me. And I applied to TEDx CUNY where I went to school and they came and they, I got an email from them and they're like, we loved your story. We, we saw that you served in the Peace Corps in Rwanda and you were doing amazing work. We want to have you be one of his speakers for the upcoming conference. Yes. And it was really cool because in that moment, I learned that you could, you can be amazing and you could do all these great things, but if you're in the wrong space and environment, they won't appreciate that. Right. So it's about finding the audience, the theme, the spaces that would appreciate and validate who you are and what you bring. And that's the spaces that you're supposed to be a part of. So it was really God's way of saying, you know what, let's, let's get these other distractions out the way and let's bring you to the right space for you to be able to share your story and do it unapologetically. Right. Oh my gosh. You just touched my soul with that whole statement. <laughs> like you said a lot of key things that I feel like a lot of people may struggle with where they don't feel that they're ready for something. Um, and then they kind of have that talk with themselves where they're like, uh, okay, maybe next time, maybe next round. Oh, but I have to, I have to have this first before I can do something. And then you just took it upon yourself to say, no, I'm going to do it right now. And in you doing that, even after you um, being rejected, you it still didn't stop you, and that just speaks to your character as well. Whereas, like, okay, you, no to you, all right, no worries. I'm gonna go to this one over here. Oh, okay, no worries. I'm gonna go to that one over there until you get the response that you that you want, and you just don't stop. And that is like so amazing. You know what I mean? And so inspiring too, because there are a lot of people that may struggle with that, and 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 just give up right and and not understand yeah. and you saying in you giving up you never know that next step or that next door that you're about to walk through was the door for you and now you just decided forget it you know what i'm saying so that's very powerful no you. thank you yeah a lot of people fall three feet from gold right, right. i don't know if you've read that book right. my sharing lecture but mm -hmm. um it's like when you're on the verge of having that breakthrough that moment where all the sacrifice you've been making all the sleepless nights you know, people give up that moment when like they're on the verge of knocking through that last door. And it's like, if you would have just pushed through a little bit more, if you would have just like not given up because at the moment when you actually set a goal, when you, when you have an intention of going about something, life will test you. Like that's like the purpose of goals is to be tested. Life see, like life tries to, see how badly you really want a, a thing that you're going after. And once you continue to, like, to persist and persevere, then life is like, all right, this person really wants it. Okay, you can, you can have what you're looking for, you know? But we give up on the verge of, of hardship. And, you know, I think that's where people fall short. Right. And it's like, it's, sometimes it can be disheartening, but sometimes it's also about the individual and having the, mind, the right mindset right and and that's what a lot of people don't necessarily understand is like okay yeah i want to climb the mount mount everest i always use mount everest because i make everything mount everest but i want to climb mount everest and in their minds like okay i just have to blink and i'll be at the top of mount everest no it's a journey it's a process and it's a and you have to have the mind the right mindset to get to the top of mount everest and most people see people at the top of mount everest and don't understand that it had it was a journey in order for them to get there it wasn't just they blinked and then they were a millionaire or they blinked and now they're on a TED talk or they blinked and you know what I'm saying? And now they're author and now they have this nonprofit or they have this great um, business. You know what I'm saying? Everything is a process. 
And so, so for you to truly get what you want and to walk in your purpose and to, to, to achieve your goals, you have to understand that your mindset is super, super important. And for you to say that you spent the last 10 years of life um, on transformational leadership and self-development, what was your journey with that? Yeah, it really, it really started in 2009 when I was a student at Abraham Lincoln High School and I was applying to colleges all around. I was trying to get out of Brooklyn and really experience that college life because one, that's what I saw on television. You know, when I thought about college, I thought about, you know, being on campus and having this experience and I failed my SATs, did terribly. I still to this day hate that exam. And <laughs> You know, I, I hate it because it really doesn't determine anything. It's an exam that, you know, depending on your resources, how well you can prepare to beat the exam, but it doesn't prove how smart you are. And I didn't do so well. And I got rejected from all the colleges that I applied to. Wow. So you could imagine on the verge of graduating, you look on the computer and you realize that you just got rejected from every school. Right. So I, I was I was really distraught and didn't know what to do, but I had this 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 advisor in my high school, Ms. Schoenfeld, and she. I think we all have like one or two people, or even more, in our lives that actually see potential in you, and that can speak to the potential despite your back being against the wall and despite what you're going through. And she was like, you know what, Lavar, I'm so sad that this is your current situation because you've worked so hard to get here. I'm gonna make a call to the local community college and you know, we're gonna see if we can get you into the honors program there. I know a few folks there and you know, they can really help you. So in my mind, I'm like community college, like in high school, they call community college 13 grade. It right. wasn't, they didn't even consider it to be college. So I'm like, all right, I'll apply. And I interviewed and literally got accepted into the program the same day. Yes. So it was like my entry into college. And at that point, I, I made a lot of connections and um, I met the academic, one, well, one of my good friends, Moses, he, he told me to introduce myself to the, to the academic provost. He like, that's a man that you wanna, you wanna know in your life. He like, if he knows you, he'll connect you to all the resources. So I, I went into his office one day and I'm like, hey, Dr. Bakari, like, my name is LeVar Thomas, I just started. I just wanted to introduce myself to you, you know, let you know that I'm a new student here, but just want to connect myself. And really that was my first class on networking. Because after that conversation, he came to me, he was like, LeVar, there's this Kaplan leadership program. And if you get in, they'll pay for you to do your, your bachelor's for free. So I'm like, what? Like I can, I can, I can go to school for free and get my bachelor's degree. That's incredible. So I applied. And um, eventually I, I got to the first round and then the second round and I got the scholarship. And it literally changed my life because it started from this one initial conversation to me being exposed to all these different opportunities. And then I had the opportunity to go to Austria for this global citizenship seminar while I was there. And I'm like, I didn't realize that these opportunities were available at community colleges. Like, I'm here, I thought that, you know, I was gonna go to school, maybe work, go back home and then just graduate. But here I am having this rich experience that really opened my eyes to who I, who I was becoming. 
So realizing that, wow, with the right support system, with the right network, I could, I can grow, I can become this, 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 this confident person. So really it started, it started from life not going right or going the way I thought it was going to go. And me starting off at community college and having these experiences that allowed me to little by little come to know who I really was. Because growing up in Brownsville in Brooklyn, it's like you got cops on the corner, you know, it's, it's an impoverished community, high rates of poverty, joblessness and things like that. So you know what type of environment that, that space cultivates in the minds of people. So I didn't think I could be that successful, even though, you know, I believed that I was smart. I didn't really believe in my, in my abilities. And then I, I, and I felt that through this education, like the education was, was the ticket to, to kind of like invalidate me. Right. You know, like I needed, I need this degree to be something. But really through those experiences, I'm like, wow, I can, I can be someone. I can, I can apply for something and I can try and I can persist and I can, I can achieve success. So through that experience, you know, I, I went away to school in Massachusetts at Tender Clark University with a scholarship. And, and then I realized that, wow, a lot of transfer students are struggling too. They don't have no mm-hmm. support system. You know, there's no resources, especially when you're a black student or a student of color. Right. at a predominantly white school it's like i'm encountering all these different challenges but now i'm like you know what let me go talk to the college president literally i woke up one day i'm like i'm gonna go speak to the college president and tell him about my experiences and next thing you know i'm here starting a transfer student organization on campus wow so and it all goes back to that that 18 year old kid who went into the office of the provost in community college and was like hey i'm lavar to walking into the president's office and saying, hey, I'm LeVar, but I have something to say to you. You know, I have ideas of how we can improve this experience. And literally that was like the building block for me to, to, to be the person that I am today, you know, being a problem solver, being a visionary, um, but, not, but not shying away from it. Right. Let you me know? say something. First of all, like, can we get into how you could have easily been like, all right, well, I guess college isn't for me when when those rejection letters came in right and you could have you could have taken either the victim mindset or you could have just been like taken the rejection and said okay i guess that's not for me and just went and either didn't go to school stopped there or got like a minimum wage job whatever it was right but you made the you didn't allow that to defeat you right and even if you felt some type of way about um community college because trust me i understand the stigma and the 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 statements about community college but community colleges are really truly great and are stepping stone no matter what like you know what i'm saying but i completely get it with the 13th grade i never thought somebody else would say that out loud because i know exactly what <laughs> like i used to get i used to hear those statements all the time as well and but imagine and and if you didn't have that one person who saw or believed in who you were like you know what i'm saying and that's super important too, because sometimes others see the value in yourself that you don't see, and they literally try to support you and help you in any kind of way that they can. And that's like so amazing as well. And then to go from where you were in high school and the SATs and the not getting into school to then now going to getting your bachelor's and now you're meeting with the, the, the president of the, of the school, it's like, what? Like, it just shows you in the not giving up and 
even if you feel like you fall in four or five times, just get back up because you just never know what that can mean for you. And look at that. Look at what everything that you've built and everything that you're doing now. Imagine if you did say, forget it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. so like empowering and so inspiring. I can't stop saying that because it's just like, it's, it's literally the story of so many, you know what I mean? And so to see yeah. your, your level of success, to see your perseverance, to see your resilience and seeing the results of it and you're still going, is just like, huh. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. it it's, it's literally giving me like chills, you know, because there are so, so many, so many people who have faced the same challenges and still are and don't know that there's still a light at the end of the tunnel. So hearing your story may literally impact them in that way to keep going and to know that I can do it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I think, and I have to say that my faith in God has Mm -hmm. been huge because just when you're going through hardship or loss or crisis, literally you have to be grounded in something. And literally my faith allowed me to, to push through knowing that, okay, if God brought me through that, he's not going to leave me there. Right. You know, and just reminding, my, reminding myself that. But it's also about who you become in the process of, in, in where you're going, right? Like we focus so much on the destination and the accolades and the rewards, but it's the character that you build. Like you build character when you're tested. You don't build character when you have succeeded at something. Absolutely. So it's like when you're going through it, and you're in the trenches and you're working towards what you, what you want, it's like, who are you becoming in that process? Because it's that person that, that will continue to, to direct you and where you're trying to go into your purpose. And it's like, that's, that's the authentic you. That's the unmasked you, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is, this is who I am. I, you know, it's just no, no fluff. Um, I'm being real. I'm being in my truth. I'm walking in it. And when you begin to understand the power that comes from that place, it's like you're, you become unstoppable, really, because I think while we fear success and failure, we also fear ourselves. Absolutely. So when you can come to understand who you are, which, you know, self-awareness, I believe, comes through those experiences where you're isolated, you're away from the world you're not performing constantly and you have some time in solitude, you're able to like, wow, I'm really good at this. So why, if I'm really good at speaking, why am I shying away from it? Right. If I'm, if I'm a good writer, why am I not writing? Well, like, what do I need externally to validate the gifts and the purpose that I've been created to, to do, you know? So it's really taking a step back and understanding what's at your disposal. What are the cards you've been given in life and playing them instead of holding on to your aces for so long and never, never having the opportunity to play it, you know? Oh my gosh, I feel like you're talking to me. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we, we, <laughs> like, literally, like, oh my gosh, please stop. Like, no, no, keep going. But you know what I'm <laughs> Because that has literally been my journey for like the past few months where I just was, I've always, focused on the the destination versus one enjoying the journey and enjoying the experience and 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 celebrating the small wins because I've mm. always been focused on where I'm not versus where 
versus where I am now in the moment, if that makes sense. So you saying that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like stop talking to me. And it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And I had to transform my my mindset and the way that I look at things because I would drive myself insane and put pressure on myself, pressure that didn't exist. I would put it on myself. You know what I'm saying? So it helps yeah. you to be in the moment and, and self-awareness is so important because um, it, it actually helps you to have a level of control over yourself because mm-hmm. there are times when you're frustrated and you're annoyed and you're triggered and you're, you're all of these things and you don't even know you're just mad. Right. And yeah. then the point when you're self-aware, it's like, Oh, okay. I know why I feel what I feel. It's because I was triggered by something that was said to me, or I was triggered because I, I, I'm, I'm frustrated because I know where I want to be and I know what I want to do, but I don't know the steps. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you're self-aware, it just makes your life so much more, um, so much easier in the sense of how you're navigating mentally and emotionally. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, right. And it's like, oh, like you just, oh, like you just made my, like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> like you hit it right on the nose. And normally when I'm feeling what I'm feeling or thinking what I'm thinking, most are just like, what are you talking about? So for you to say it, it was just like, wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's real. It's real. Right. right. Yeah. Literally. And we were talking offline. We was, we were talking about the perfectionism and the, 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 the thought of pulling everything apart and, and the right moment and things being perfect before we do something. So when you said the whole holding the aces it's like literally like so many people do that you know what i'm saying and yeah and it kind of holds you back to who you could potentially be sometimes it's a good thing because you're 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 perfecting the craft or you're you are you're learning and you want to make sure it's outright but then there's some some sometimes it's from a self-sabotaging um mechanism right where it's like uh-uh, I'm not going to put this out because no, it's not ready. No, is this, no, it's that. This is wrong. That's wrong. This is why, like, you know what I'm saying? And it holds you back from getting that new opportunity. It holds you back from getting to the next step in your life. It's holding you back from stepping into your greatness. And it, and it, as you said before, it can tie from a fear of failure or fear of success or just a fear in general. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's how do you navigate through all of that? Yeah, I think it's being able to understand what the what the fear is. Because mm-hmm. fear is a fear is a broad word, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I'm like I'm afraid, I'm afraid of uncertainty. Sometimes we're afraid of things we don't understand, right? So I don't know if you ever had this <laughs> this experience, but like have you ever tried to like walk through your house with the lights off, but you, you're trying to navigate in the dark and you kind of know where things are. Right. And then like your sock on the floor, touch your foot, and you jump and you freak out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but then you're like, oh my gosh, like, what is that? And you turn the light on, you realize like, it was like your slip or your sock or something. And it's like, that's, to me, that's what fear is like. It's, right. it's, it's you trying to understand what's, what's in the dark when you can just t- kind of use a flashlight or turn the light on and actually see what's there and call it out then the fear goes away. But the thought of the fear is worse than the actual thing. Right. So when, you, when you're thinking about how to navigate it, it's like one pinpointing, like why, like why am I afraid of this? What's, what's the worst that can happen? 
like what's the ex- what's the worst that could happen in this in this situation and if that happens then what right right and getting clear on that because when the worst does happen and you realize that you still survive after that then you're like wow like i didn't think i can survive that because the brain tells you a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like because uh, like, like, the brain is wired to protect you yep so when you do anything that goes outside your comfort zone your brain is like what are you doing mm-hmm. right like so if it's if it's anything that you create and you want to put out into the world the brain is like why would you do that like you're you're like duplicating a piece of yourself and you're putting it out there what what would others think about you right like what if they don't like it like what if you what if the part that you're you're most sensitive about is not validated when you put it out there right what are you going to do how are you going to feel and that's scary mm-hmm. <laughs> like that alone will make someone hold their ace they're like oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no like they remember that sixth grade experience where they, they tried to do that. Yep. And now they're an adult and they've been holding on to that sixth grade experience for so long that they never really truly lived. So it's beginning. So when I talk about self-awareness and even when I'm working with my, my guys, it's like, yep. what are the things that's holding you back? What are the things that you're telling yourself? What are things in your environment that might be projecting messages that may not be from you? Like how many times have we internalized messages and made and made ourselves believe that they're our messages when there were other people who were projecting their limitations upon us? Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is like a 100% facts. Like it's like you, you've been living on other people's perceptions and expectations of who you should be, what you need to do to the point where you no longer know who you are. So, oh my gosh. So the goal is to find your voice and find it quick enough so you can live the rest of your life in your purpose. A, a oh my, you don't understand how you have me over here. Like, <laughs> church, amen. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> and the mere fact that you are, what's even more beautiful about what you're doing is that you are literally helping your fellow your fellow brothers like you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful thing because there's so many different pressures and so many different external things that black men have to deal with so for you to come and say hey let me help you let me be a uh, support to you to get you to where you want to be is so powerful like because there's so many different things that are there to marginalize and destroy you know what i'm saying um black men and 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 the suffrage and the challenge that they face on a daily daily on a day-to-day daily basis is like unreal and some people some people to this day still don't understand it and i'm at a point where i don't want to explain it anymore at this point (laughs) like like if you don't get it is i don't know what more to tell you so it's so powerful that your mission is to help fellow black men as well you know yeah i you know when so we work with students in community colleges four years and four year institutions across the country and when when we're speaking with them and when we're interviewing we're meeting them i see myself at different stages of my life in their stories and i remember you know when i was serving in the peace corps in rwanda in 2014 i remember flying and being the only black person on the plane mm. 
Wow. I remember having experiences where I'm literally in in Europe and going through customs and they're looking at my my passport and they're looking at me, they're looking at my passport and they're looking at me and literally to the point where like, I missed my flight. (laughs) Seriously, like they made me miss my flight. And I was so upset Mm -hmm. and so angry because I'm like, there's like a devaluing of my humanity. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I was by myself, I couldn't turn up, right? Right. I couldn't, I didn't have, I didn't have, a group of people around me that can validate my experience. I was, I was upset and angry. And I was like, you know what? The next time I travel, I want to travel with a group of brothers who were not athletes, but doctors, aspiring doctors and lawyers and right. businessmen and different leaders in their industries who, who's having this cross-cultural experience that can bring that back and empower their communities. Right. Because the biggest thing is, is like sometimes if, the, if your community is all you see, um, sometimes it's hard for you to see beyond it. Right. But when you leave your community and you could come back, you have two perspectives. And you're like, now I can help you. Now I understand how they do things on this side that can be applied to this community. So when we see our students literally evolve and go from not really believing in who they are to embracing their identity and, and, and their history, and then creating companies and programs and leadership initiatives and really creating impact. For me, that's the true evolution process. Um, because to, you know, to let go of who you thought you were in order to become, it's painful. Yes, it is. And sometimes you can willingly, you can willingly do it or you can allow life to do it for you. Right. And, and for me, it's nothing better than being a part of that work. Oh, you are amazing. <laughs> like that's what I have yeah. to say. Like you are li- like oh my, like you are literally like so amazing. And it's because there are so many people that don't have that that mindset or or aren't working walking in their purpose or even understand their purpose. And you like one hundred percent just get it already. Like you know what I'm saying? And you're and you're not in the crab in the barrel mindset either where it's like oh i'm the only one that can experience it's like no let's go that's abundant thinking it's like no this is what i'm experiencing i want others to experience it too because i know what it feels like to be on that side of the world but i also know that there's greatness on this side of the world so come on come on this side of the world with me too you know what i mean that's so like oh my gosh like (laughs) wow 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 so you're you're working on a book right you said yes are you excited about that? I'm so excited about it. How is the journey of that? It is hard as hell. <laughs> it's hard because it's like when you're writing a book, you literally have to do what you write. Right. You have to live the book. You have to be the book to create a book. So literally everything that I'm talking about. So my book is also based on the TED Talk, The Other Side of Letting Go. So literally, I have to go, go through the process again of letting go of all the things that I didn't, I didn't believe in myself, right. of who I thought I was, who I thought I wasn't, and, and, and the frustrations and the stories and the narratives that I have created for myself and begin to, to understand it, to take myself through that process so I can take others through it. And it's hard because it's easy to be on the surface. 
it's easy to be on the surface, but I, I want to, you know, for breakthrough and transformation, you got to go deeper. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's where I am in, in, in the process and going deeper into my experiences and trying to understand it and to articulate it in a way that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. when, you know, speaking and writing are two different things. Yeah. <laughs> So I can I can say something like that sounds powerful. Write it down, and it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. So, you know, I'm really I'm really happy to be doing it. Um, it's hard, but it's one of those things where like, if I if I wait to tell my story, who will tell my story? Right. You know, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be told. And so I think to your point about letting go of perfection, it's like. Mm-hmm just let go of it it doesn't have to be perfect but just just write 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 a couple words today write a couple words tomorrow but just write yes and at the end of the day you have a a book you know Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what my I had to learn um because I just make everything Mount Everest (laughs) (laughs) right so I in in my writing process I I always looked at the final destination, like, okay, because my goal was to write 30 to 35,000 words minimum, right? And so in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to write 35,000 words and I'm only at zero. I have to write 35,000 words, I'm only at zero. I'm only, I have to write 35,000 words and I'm at zero. Four months later, I have to write 35,000 words and I'm at zero. <laughs> right? So what I literally did was I shifted it and instead of looking at the mountain, I made it into small hills so instead of saying i need to write thirty-five thousand words i'll be like okay i just need to write 500 words today i just need to write a thousand words today i need to just write a chapter by the end of the month whatever it was and that helped me to 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 get it done you know what i'm saying because again we put we in to your point of the brain wants to keep you safe your brain and your mind will literally make everything so much more complicated so that you have the paralysis of the analysis and never never do it you know and in shifting and shifting that thought process it helped me to get it out and I literally literally no exaggeration I wrote 10 chapters in less than three weeks when I let that go I promise you I just said okay I'm gonna take two hours because oh lord once I who doesn't hold the conversation but I took two hours (laughs) I took two hours per day and I said okay I'm writing 2,500 words literally and I would just get it done you know what I mean and then I had to because now I was I was full-time entrepreneur at that point I literally was like okay I cannot be in my house I would make, I made my own office, AKA Starbucks, AKA Barnes and Nobles. And, and that's when I literally, now I'm here and I have to get it done. So I just literally marked two hours. And once I get, I got to, even if I didn't hit 2,500 words, at least 1,900 words, it just, at least I'm getting it done. And it kept me moving. And sometimes I pushed past that and started the next chapter. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it's yeah. just literally dicing it up into smaller micro goals so that you can mm-hmm. get to the bigger goal but trust me i understand writing whoo <laughs> and especially when you're talking about your own experiences it's like it's that like you said the surface level sometimes you have to go back and dig even deeper to the point where you feel like you're reliving the, the, the situation yeah. stories that you're writing it's like wait hold on this is not real let me i'm not there anymore and pull yourself back out a little bit but mm-hmm. it's so rewarding 
and I'm super excited to read your books. I know it's going to be amazing because again, you're amazing. So (laughs) I know it's going to be awesome. So what else are you working on? What am I working on? I'm actually getting ready to start back grad school. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, I start um, September um, at the University of Delaware in their international business program. So I'm really excited about that. It's been a long journey, um, but it's been something that I've been wanting to do in terms of getting back in the classroom and taking my experiences and really taking them to the next level. Um, so I'm, I'm excited and I'm a lifelong learner. So anytime you can do that and get a scholarship to study as well, like amen to that. So. Exactly. Where do I find done? <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Oh my goodness. You were just going to be, you just taking over. I'm trying to be like you. I'm, I'm, trying, trying, to be like like me. I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> I'm trying to be like you. You are out here just like, yes, TED Talk. Got your, got your, your, your business, have your nonprofit peace. Like you just like, it is amazing. Like it is amazing to hear your story and to hear your journey and where you are, where you started to where you are and you're still going. That's like phenomenal. You know what I mean? Cause some people get to a certain level. like, okay, yeah, I'm done. I'm good here. And you're like, no, uh-uh next door. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Like for real, that, that's super inspiring. So how would, how would so if there are there are young black men that I felt would be so um that you would be so beneficial to how would they how would I connect them with you yeah you um my Instagram is empower for greatness mm-hmm. with the number four mm-hmm. and I'm heavily on social media so I'm on LinkedIn on mm-hmm. Facebook um they can visit leaders of the free org mm-hmm. and they can see the work that we're doing um really I, i'm accessible so it's it's just you know googling and reaching out and i'll, I'll definitely connect with those who are interested um, no I'm, i was like literally asking because i really have somebody in my <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 definitely so um, i can provide you with my email so what okay so if i had somebody that i felt would be like like the perfect like you would be the perfect mentor or um, that would need your services, like what would you, how would you be able to help them and what would they be looking for or to do? Well, if they're applying to the program, that's like an application kind of basis. If it's yeah. mentorship, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm open to having conversations and you know, seeing how the relationship can evolve and grow and seeing what their goals are, seeing what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not able to mentor them directly, I'm sure have a, a lot of people in, within my network that can that can support them and their goals and what, and, and what they're trying to pursue. Um, right. But it's all about building relationships. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always open to, to having conversations because people did that to me, you know, right. even though I spoke to folks who were my mentor, they were like, you know what? I know someone who knows someone mm-hmm. who got a cousin that can help you, you know? Right. So, <laughs> you know it's, 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 the same, it's the same thing, you know? Yes, you have me like you have my wheels spinning in a good way, like, huh? Because I'm just like I'm so impressed, and it takes a lot to impress me, to be very <laughs> honest. And I'm like very impressed by everything that you're doing, and and everything that you're working on, and everything that you're working towards, and and the foundations that you have literally laid. I'm like super excited to 
continue to see your journey and to see your accolades and to see your accomplishments and to support you um, in any way that I can, honestly, um, because I just, I love to see, I love to see um, others win and I love to see others succeed and, and to, to really live out their dreams and to be walking in their purpose and just be greatness. You know what I mean? It's like so powerful, honestly. So I thank you for sharing your amazing story. Do you have any final words for our audience? Yes. Thank, thank you for this platform. I feel like I've watched you grow and, and literally evolve over the past three years and, and the work that you're doing and how you're serving people all over the world and inspiring other women like yourself to, to really step into their greatness, literally, and, and to own it and to not be afraid and to let go of their fears. Like This is hard work and sometimes it's lonely work. Um, but you, you continue to, to do it and you do it boldly. So I'm proud of you. Um, thank you for having me on your show, on your platform to, to share my story because with platforms like this, it continues to get the messages out. Right. Um, and we, you know, there are folks literally waiting for a message to change your life and, and you're, you're creating the platform with the speakers to be able to do so. So kudos to you. Um, thank you. It, yeah, it's a lot going. <laughs> it's a lot happening in the world. Yeah. Um, in terms of leaving people with an inspiration is, you know, don't like, don't forget, like, don't. It's like we have we have power in numbers. Yep. And our voice is powerful. Mm-hmm. And when you don't necessarily believe in the power of your voice, you remain silent. Mm-hmm. And we have. A, incredible superpowers and if we can just activate it we can change the world we can change systems we can change mindsets and we can truly have an impact and like i stand with everyone who is protesting and marching and really standing for something because dr king said you know if you're not standing for something then you're not fit to live you know mm-hmm. and it's like having something that that grounds you that you can live for that fuels your life and give you purpose that's how we should be living and whatever, and if you don't know what it is, find it <laughs> with right. all with all your with everything within you. Find that thing, and live in it, make a difference, use your voice, and um, never give up. Really, it's like the fight continues, um, and we have to continue to 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 make our voices heard in spaces where people don't get it. And when people and we have to continue to create spaces like this where we can have conversations and be honest and be ourselves and educate and inform. And so that's really my message to leave with the people like this. Find your voice and use it. You know. Hey. Hey. Listen. And vote. Vote people. Vote. Vote people. <laughs> yes. Vote. You have dropped so much knowledge, so many talking points, so much information, so much inspiration and motivation during this entire conversation. And I appreciate your transparency and your honesty and and your journey because it literally can change someone else's life just watching you. You know what I'm saying? And 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 for so many people to see themselves in you the same way you see yourself in others some people see themselves in you and in where you were and where you are today and 
I truly appreciate your time. I truly appreciate your story. I truly appreciate you sharing. It has been an amazing episode. (laughs) So thank you so much. And thank you to all of the lovely people out there listening. And I appreciate you tuning in. And I'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Evolve. Stay fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic. Until next time, special shout out to all of our amazing listeners. You are truly appreciated. Follow our host, Chanel Spencer, at Chanel Spencer Now on Instagram and Facebook. Songs I'm From the South by D21 from Black Mob Entertainment off the 720 God album. Find him on Instagram at only D21. I'm from the South. Straight out the south, we hit his rock gold teeth straight out your mouth. My niggas don't know peace, fuck is you saying though? Homies he playing though. Know my old dudes bring more than a candle. Bring the heat to them, there they keep talking. Know that they would then, little dogs barking. Step across the line, be Thank you for tuning in to Evolve. Stay fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic. Until next time, special shout out to all of our amazing listeners. You are truly appreciated. Follow our host, Chanel Spencer, at Chanel Spencer Now on Instagram and Facebook. Songs I'm From the South by D21 from Black Mob Entertainment off the 720 God album. Find him on Instagram at only D21. I'm from the South. Straight out the south, we hit his rock gold teeth straight out your mouth. My niggas don't know peace, fuck is you saying though? Homies he playing though. Know my old dudes bring more than a candle. Bring the heat to them, there they keep talking. Know that they would then, little dogs barking. Step across the line, peace out.